Blog Talk Radio.
to first responders and especially those who clean up afterwards. <clears throat> Tonight's program is dedicated to a, a tremendous person. Um, in 19, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 1979, fourth pick overall, Philadelphia Eagles in, in the draft picked Frank Lamaster. Frank was a, a right side linebacker, uh, was a tremendous person, finished his career out of nine that space that all nine seasons in the NFL with the Eagles. Out of that, the 119 possible starts, Frank did 114 starts, which is amazing. Uh, he had a long career with the with the uh, Eagles. He was a member of the Pro Bowl in 1981. He was a member of the championship team in 1980. He was a, a excellent uh, excellent friend and uh, um, what's that? I'm not sure what's going on with him. Uh, with uh, another contributor to our program, Bill Berge. Uh, between the two of them, they, they were called Murderers Row because once you got past that line, you were done. Uh, those guys would bring you right down. Uh, we sent our deepest, deepest thoughts out to uh, Frank's family, and we wish them the very best from here on out. Right. Loss for everybody, especially our program, where he uh, was on Wednesday night as a co-host. So, uh, well, tonight, guys, we got a big night. Uh, let's uh, start out with uh, Tony. What's uh, I'm Tony? What's uh, did you have something from the bakery? Oh, I ordered a lot of stuff last Saturday night, right after the fight. Actually, it's been Sunday morning uh, with my buddy. <laughs> I sent out a nice, uh, nice text Sunday morning, but I didn't get any response. Nobody didn't offend anybody, but. There is some good uh, spread in this picnic basket there, Butch. Ah. Well, let's see. There is uh Mr. Ty seems to be on the on today. Did he get one? I think Ty was uh leaning on my side. I think it was just Z that was gonna be eating this one by himself. Uh, in regards to what? In what fight are we talking about? Benavides and uh Plant. Oh no, I predicted Plant when I was wrong. I I I say. I ate crow. Um, it was I a good fight. Yeah, I, I, I went out on a limb. I said my heart felt that Benavidez was <laughs> going to win, but you know what? I predicted plan. Why not? Um, I was wrong. It was a good fight. Uh, yeah. I I really was a little worried there at the beginning. Uh, you know, he wasn't fighting like I thought he was going to come out. You know, I don't know if that's part of his plan or not, but. Thank God he started to pick it up after the fifth round and, you know, commence a beatdown on him. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Hmm. Todd, do you have any uh, anything on the Joshua fight this afternoon? Yeah. Uh, Joshua won a 12-round unanimous decision over Jermaine Franklin. Uh, you know, it was a pedestrian performance, if I were to be honest. Um, he didn't look bad. He looked cautious. He looked hesitant at times. Uh, he never really got out of first gear. I, I honestly thought Jermaine Franklin was a great comeback opponent for him, coming off of two losses, because I figured, you know, just his athletic ability and the, the skills he has would be enough to take him past Jermaine Franklin, who's a quality, durable guy. He was a guy I figured was going to give Joshua some rounds because he's sturdy, takes a good shot. Uh, you know, and he's game. 
if he gets there, he fires back. Um, and, you know, the the one thing I didn't like, right, I, I don't – everyone was predicting Joshua was going to stop him. I didn't necessarily think he would stop him because Jermaine Franklin uh, is durable, he's crafty, he's skilled. Um, and also Joshua was training with Derek James for the first time, so – you know, he was working with a new trainer for the first time, so I figured he was probably working out some kinks. So I didn't necessarily think he would stop him. However, what was a little off-putting to see was Jermaine Franklin, like I said, is a quality opponent. He's not going to beat the elite guys, but, you know, he's solid enough. Mm-hmm. And whenever he – Joshua with a good shot. Joshua would, mm-hmm. you know, show hesitancy for the next few rounds after that. And then from that point on, anytime Jermaine Taylor got – Jermaine Franklin got close, Joshua would grab him. So he spoiled the mm-hmm. fight, and he seemed very hesitant to take shots, reluctant of exchanges. And, you know, just overall, I would say it was a tepid performance from his mentality. Uh, but he did what he needed to do to, you know, to get back in a win column and set up bigger fights. Mm-hmm. So, Ty, Ty, was the uh, was the headbutt issue at the end of the fight while they were fighting, or was it after the fight itself? No, the headbutts were happening during the fight, but what was happening? So, I don't think the ref did a good job. I think the ref was kind of a hometown guy. The fight was in London, and I think the ref heavily, heavily, heavily favored Joshua's style. And so, what happened was, anytime Jermaine Taylor would dip and close distance, Joshua would reach out and grab the back of his neck and start to steer him. And so when he would do that, Jermaine Taylor would burst forward and come up, and being a shorter guy, his head would come up into Joshua's chin. So that that happened quite a few times, but it didn't affect the outcome of the fight. If anything, it would affect the outcome of the fight. And I wouldn't say it affected the outcome of the fight, but because of all the holding Joshua was doing, it nullified a lot of the action in the second half of the fight. And uh, I, I do think it, it, you know, obviously it didn't allow Jermaine Franklin to get off when he got inside being a smaller man. But at the same time, it negated Joshua from being able to punctuate combinations uh, and really get Jermaine Franklin in trouble because, you know, he was, you know, a lot of times punching from distance than clutching. So he he also didn't allow himself to work. Um, but I don't think any of the fouls truly negated the outcome of the fight, though. Okay. Hey, Bob, uh, Miss Holly Holmes had a very good night last week. Uh, you want to go over that one? Yeah, I got to unmute myself first. So Holly Holmes, the beast, you know, Holly Holmes first uh, uh, came into the spotlight when she was the first one to dethrone Ronda Rousey. Holly Holmes came in from a kickboxing uh, career and then got into MMA. Um, she, you know, I think she's 42 40, I mean, she's over 40, and for men, it's really tough for us to fight over 40. I proved that. Uh, uh, for I mean, she's carrying it on over to 40, so I'm I'm fanatic about stoked about that. Um, and she beat a younger girl, um, and people were kind of doubting that 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 she would. So um, she ended up defeating. I, I can't remember her opponent's name, but I was really excited. And then Holly Holmes great gave a great speech uh, about a protect our children uh, from all these uh, uh, child traffickers after the fight. You know, she's using her uh, platform uh, to, to save our kids versus uh, uprise for other stuff. So, I, you know, much props to Holly Holmes. Good. Good. Hey, uh, Tony, uh, 
Ben Benavides uh, is calling out uh, Canelo for a September fight. Is that possible? I think it'll happen. I don't know why it wouldn't. That'd be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, no, I completely concur with Tony, right? I don't know why it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't happen. When Benavidez beat Plant, he really established himself as the number one contender at super middleweight. As we know, Canelo's undisputed as super middleweights. So uh, the way the sport is supposed to go, right, the champion is supposed to fight the number one guy. Benavidez is the number one guy. Uh, the only way – there's a few ways it doesn't happen, right? It doesn't happen if Canelo point blank doesn't want the fight. Canelo could rematch Bivol, but honestly, I'd give him a much better chance against Benavidez than Bivol. I think Bivol beats him even more convincingly if they fight again. Um, with that said, you know, Canelo, he, he's fighting John Ryder as a comeback fight, you know, from, since his last fight with Triple G. Uh, he, because he is the cash cow, he can fight anybody. He can fight anybody. So he could very well move up to light heavyweight. But at the same time, being an undisputed champion requires you to defend your mandatories. I'm sure David Benavidez is the mandatory with one of the sanctioning bodies, and he's definitely the mandatory, uh, you know, among public fans, right? He's the, you know, he's the public mm-hmm. mandatory as well. So, you know, kind of like Tony said, there's no reason why it shouldn't happen. I don't see why it doesn't happen. Uh, the only fight that I could see Canelo potentially taking outside of that fight would be the Bivol rematch. Um, but I don't know if he'll do that. We'll see. So I, I completely concur with Tony. It should happen. Don't know if it will, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Bob, uh, Bo Nickel was finally uh, vindicated with uh, his last fight uh, with all the crap that went down afterwards. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Bo Nichols? Yeah, it's not yeah. – and nothing's coming to my head on that one. I – you know, too many concussions. So, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I mean, if, I, if I look it up right now, I'd probably, you know, spark an interest in it, remember and stuff. But I do want to bring up right now that anybody with ESPN Plus, the PFL is on right now, prize fighting champ or league. And uh, while we're waiting for the UFC to come on, and this is a good play by ESPN Plus, now we have competing. <laughs> Uh, uh, MMA leagues on ESPN Plus. I hope and hope PFL takes over. These guys actually pay their fighters. These guys fight in a tournament style, uh, kind of like K1. Um, if, if anybody's out there, tune into PFL right now while you're waiting for the UFC. It'll it'll be completely better than all the previous. Okay. Let me. Uh, I, do you know anything about the uh, Alex Pereira uh, uh, Adesanya fight coming up? Yeah, I have to, you know, that's a big rematch coming up. Uh, Bob, that's next weekend, if I'm correct, right? Yes. I think it's tonight. Is it tonight? I, no, I thought it was hold next on. weekend. Yeah, no, I think it's next weekend. Oh, next weekend. All right, that's why I'm all pumped for the – okay. That's why I'm waiting for the UFC fight right now. I was all thought it was tonight. Okay, my bad. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, as we discussed before and as has been discussed at nauseum, you know, at this point, I had to hold three victories to no losses against Adesanya in combat sports. So Adesanya was winning the fight, very close fight, but was winning the fight when he got knocked out in the fifth round last time. This is his chance at redemption. He said all the pressure's on him. And, uh, you know, just like Bob, we're all pumped for it. 
Uh, either way it goes, it's going to be a good fight. Uh, I kind of predict Pereira to get a stoppage again. Um, but, you know, again, Israel Adesanya was only a couple of minutes away from with a, decis- a decision. So, you know, when you're fighting at that level, and Bob could tell you better than anybody on the show, when you're fighting at that level, it comes down to centimeters, not inches, but centimeters. So, you know, you tweak a few things, that gives you those centimeters difference in the game. And, uh, you know, Israel Asani could be champion again. So we'll see you next week. Uh-huh. Okay. Bob, you want to handle the uh, the uh, Vera and uh, San Hagen fight last week? Yeah, but I want to jump back on what Ty said first, if I can. Okay. Uh, so the, the the rematch coming up, um, yeah, because that was a surprise. We were all, you know, we all knew Piero was uh, uh, going to – uh, he, he he was the only one to knock out uh, Anderson Silva back in the day when they were just kickboxing. So that was a big uprise. And Pierre kind of got pushed through the rankings pretty darn fast. Now, he's an amazing athlete, and he won his fights. But the way Dana jumps people over several other uh, uh, contenders to get them to the main event is kind of I don't, I don't like that part. But, you know, he's all about making the money. And so a businessman, I cannot argue with. Uh, he's still in business, and I had to shut down mine. So uh, – so the mm-hmm. the um, Pierre to the top really fast, and then and then uh, Izzy was winning that fight. Um, Izzy was picking his shots and doing everything right, and then Pierre just kind of came from behind and got him. Um, now Izzy was, I, I think, just like uh, um, Ty said that Izzy, I mean Izzy was moments away from a unanimous decision because Izzy was the champ and Izzy was playing it cool. But then Pereira mm-hmm. kind of came back and, and got the knockout. Now that with Pereira's uh, the champion, Izzy's going to have to try to prove something. He has to take – I mean, it's it, – it, uh, you know, the backyard thing, the fighting in your own hometown, your own hometown judges, that kind of thing. There, there's some serious note to that. It's the same reason Leon Edwards, you know uh, – uh, you know, redid his title in London uh, against uh, Usman because those judges, I mean, that's, that's the hometown hero, man. You got to really knock out the hometown hero. So with uh, Adesanya and uh, Pereira, um, Izzy's going to have to bring more to the game. So I'm really excited for that fight. Um, Big Phil at work, you know, I've mentioned him before. He's picking Pereira or Pereira. I can't pronounce the last name. I, you know me. Um, But um, so, Izzy, I'm really excited for that night, uh, that fight next weekend, um, and and you know for the Cinderella type story, I'm really hope Izzy uh, pulls it off, um, but w- w- we'll see what happens. Um, going okay. forward, uh, with what you you asked about was who? I know you lost trying to keep track because too many too many headaches. He asked about the uh, San Hagen fight last week. Oh, Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, Corey Sanhagen ended up with the decision. So that was uh, – and Sanhagen is a beast. Now, Vera was coming out and talking lots of trash about Sanhagen. Sanhagen's been working his way up the ranks. Um, and Sanhagen's a beast. And he, he, I like his fighting style. He's calm. He picks his shot. Um, you know, he doesn't get uh, – flustered by anything and i think vera was just the opposite vera went in there talking smack had something to prove and san hagen just put him away uh in round five of the decision so um he, he came out a lot looking a lot better at the end 
Um, and and Sanhagen is pretty dang good at jiu-jitsu, from what I understand, but most of it was on their feet. So there was a little bit of, you know, exchange back and forth on the ground, and Sanhagen dominated most of it, but Vera got some of it as well. But uh, I think the real difference came down to what happened on the feet. Okay. Hey, Tony, you had a pretty big fight uh, that you were going to work uh, last week. Why don't you tell us about that one? <clears throat> Colbert versus Valenzuela. Do you remember at your days at the SO, this, uh, code signal 41? Mm-hmm. It's called robbery, and it was a clear-cut robbery. It, was a, it made boxing look bad. It made Vegas look bad. It made everybody look bad. It was Colbert's a great fighter. It was a good fight. Valenzuela was clearly winning almost every round for the most part. And at the very end, they turn around and they give it to Colbert, which there was no way he won that fight. No way. I don't care what anyone says. If you watch the fight, you know Valenzuela won. I believe he's also being trained by Benavidez's camp, if I'm not mistaken. But um, mm-hmm. he... Um, at the end of the fight, when the announcers and everyone came up to talk to him, at first, I can't remember the announcer's name, but he said, uh, you know, I, I, asked the, I asked the questions I'm not going to answer because Valzo was like, I got robbed. It was, you know, a bad decision. And he asked him, he said, what do you think? And he says, I asked the questions. And then he got through with the interview. And he goes, and by the way, he goes, that was a horrible decision. Uh, all three judges obviously either got paid off or something was said, but it, it was clearly obvious it was a robbery. Okay. Hey, Ty, um, talking about that, uh, there was a, a fight that a Texas referee um, really screwed up, and now he's under investigation. Um, do, do you remember that fight? Uh, you know what? I, I have a vague – I don't remember the fight, but I do have a vague – Recollection of coming across an article that mentioned a referee getting suspended, but I I can't yeah. speak on it knowledgeably because I don't really know much about it. Yeah, I forgot to write down the the site. Uh, how about uh, uh, Bob? What do you think of uh, your boy uh, uh, Cowboy Cerrone going into the Hall of Fame? Sorry, that was is that for me? Sorry. What did you yeah. say? I was asking what's your thoughts on uh Cowboy going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, I didn't hear about Cowboy going in. I on your paper we were talking about uh uh Anderson Silva going into the Hall of Fame and he just got inducted a couple yeah. weeks ago. Right. You are but, just uh, throwing the left hooks out of everywhere. So Yeah, he, Cowboy he, got inducted as well. Yeah, they're part of the, yeah, they both yeah. got inducted. Yeah. That is amazing. I mean, Anderson Silva, just like, uh, you know, uh, Michael Bisping, that's a no-brainer. Anderson Silva was the first one, I believe, the first one to do double weight divisions. Uh, he, Anderson Silva, I think, was changed the whole game uh, as far as, you know, everyone getting into the UFC, that weight division, uh, any weight division close. He, he was the first one to just completely pull away from the competition. Now, as far as Cowboy Cerrone getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, Heck yeah, because that's Cerrone is a fighter's fighter, and if that doesn't make any sense to our fans, uh, there's 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 uh, fan favorite fighters, 
there's judges' favorites that like to score points, and then there's fighters' fighters. And fighters' fighters, those guys will show up any day at any time to fight anybody. They don't do tape. They don't care. They just come and bring it. So, heck, yeah, I've been a fan of Cerrone uh, since he started. You know, I've been in this thing longer than him, but I am proud of everything uh, that he has done. I've, 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 I've met him in Colorado when he was uh, first coming up. Uh, I met him out in Walter Reed uh, doing guest experience or uh, appearances for the Wounded Warriors. I mean, what a class act guy. So both of those guys, hats off to him. Fantastic legends. Uh, both deserve to be in the UFC Hall of Fame. Great. Great. Uh, Ty, what do you think of uh, uh, Leon Edwards declining the uh, Kobe Covington fight? Well, I think he, I think he's in his right mind, and I think he should decline the fight. Not saying it's not going to happen. Not saying it's not going to uh, be a good seller for him, right? Kobe Covington does bring eyes to the table, but the fact of the matter is, Kobe Covington hasn't fought since the Jorge Masvidal fight. Actually, the jokes were that if you wanted to find Kobe Covington, you had to look on a milk carton. So. Oh. <laughs> So for him to kind of be grandfathered into a title shot is ridiculous. Not when you have Bilal Muhammad on like a nine, ten fight winning streak. You know what I mean? Um, you have, you know, guys that have been fighting and have been active. And those are the guys who deserve the shot. Kobe Covington's getting a shot because he's marketable. That's the fact of the matter. Bob just talked about Pajeda, the fact that he won the, the title it kind of validated what Dana did, but the fact of the matter is, is that he was rushed into that title shot. He was given favorable matchups, three favorable matchups until he fought Izzy. He didn't have to fight any wrestlers. He didn't have to fight a Marvin Vittori. You could just muck it up. You know, so he, there were a lot of guys he didn't have to fight. So Kobe Covington fought uh, Kamal Usman, and then like a year later he fought Jorge Masvidal. He hasn't fought since. That's been over a year. You know, the, the welterweight division has been active. Guys have been fighting. There are other guys who are much more deserving of the title shot. So even though stylistically I don't think it's the best matchup for Leon, I would favor Covington in that fight. Um, but the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that Covington has been – the last time Covington is engaged in combat when Jorge Masvidal assaulted him uh, in the mouth outside of the restaurant. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is Covington, I think – I've always felt he was the second-best welterweight next to Usman. Usman, to me, looks a little long in the tooth. He doesn't have his explosiveness. His knees are gone. And, you know, and I just think I, I thought Usman was on the decline physically. Physically, he's on the decline. Uh, and I, I think Kobe's the guy who's primed and ready to beat Leon Edwards, but he hasn't fought. He hasn't done anything to mm-hmm. earn a title shot. Point blank. The guy mm-hmm. is one and one in his last two fights, and his last two fights have taken place over two and a half to three years. So mm-hmm. I think Leon Edwards is, is, is very accurate in what he's saying. Um, but, you know, money talks. Kobe Covington brings much more eyes than a Bilal Muhammad or, you know, mm-hmm. or any of those other guys. So it's going to be what it's going to be. But I, I you know, kind of like Bob, I, you know, I like to see guys earn their shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to expand on that, Ty, that, so, oh, can I expand on that real quick? So, yeah, um, yeah Bilal Muhammad recently shared a t- uh, text on Twitter or Snap Tweet. I don't figure it out. I don't do those things. But, uh, so, yeah. so, but, uh-huh. so, 
also showing that uh, that Colby Coving was dodging him. Um, you know that uh, he didn't want the fight against Bilal Muhammad. Now Muhammad is a beast, and he's working his way up. So of course. Colby, I think Colby's just chasing the coin, you know, with the with the, the uh, litigation against Massaball with that kind of stuff, and he's been do- you know kind of dodging fights because he he wants that title shot, and yeah. Mohammed, um, so you know, Colby uh, Covington was kind of dodging Mohammed, but then showed up as a backup uh, for Usman and uh, Edwards. So he's he's just chomping at that bit for the next fight, and he and he knows, and just like Ty said, he's probably got a good shot at beating Edwards, but not Usman. So again, that's a stylistic matchup. Edwards was able to take out Usman. I think there's going to be an Usman Edwards three before Covington gets a shot at it, and because Edwards is passing up. Uh, Covington because he wants you know he wants money as well. I mean, UFC is mm-hmm. not paying, but like PFL or Bellator is, but they've got the market. So these guys are jockeying for positions to get paid. I don't blame them, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. I would have liked to got paid more. But um, uh, so so there's there's it's almost like uh, my mistake was I was like okay, football's got politics. Wrestling's got politics. I'll get into MMA because there's no politics. Boy, was I wrong. What mm-hmm. you guys also have to remember, too, right, is, is Kobe Covington. And, and here's the thing, right? I Believe it or not, I like Kobe Covington. I really do. Um, but here, here's the thing, though. Covington hasn't even fought anybody that's currently in the top ten, except right. Jorge Masvidal and Leon Edwards. That, because he's just been so inactive. And what Kobe Covington has done, essentially, is he sat on his spot, right? He, he's been a number one ranked contender. And he, outside of Masvidal, since he first fought uh, Kamal Usman, he hasn't fought anyone ranked below him. So, and then he has to the power also, of the Internet and the yeah, power of them calling each other out and talking smack that gets people behind him because that's exactly. the only thing driving and what's also forgotten is before Leon Edwards fought Nate Diaz, a lot of people forget this, he was lined up to fight Hazmat Shemaev. Shemaev got COVID, the fight was called off, and Leon Edwards asked for a fight with Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington's yeah. response was, no one knows Leon Scott. Why would I? He called him Leon Scott. I don't know why Leon Scott. I still don't get that. But he's like, no one knows Leon Scott. Why would I fight Leon Scott? Well, now Leon Scott is the champion. And now Kobe Covington, not just what anyone, is chomping at the bit. So if I'm Leon Edwards, I'm absolutely like, no, Covington can't get it. But if that's, that's not how it's going to go down now. So. Uh, Covington is one of the king smack talkers out there. So he just, that, that's his thing. And I need to apologize to all the fight words fans because I literally thought that they were fighting tonight. Uh, so don't watch the UFC. Only PFL is on. Enjoy the PFL. I'll calm down until next week. <laughs> hey, uh, Tony, what do you think of uh, Jose Ramirez uh, stopping your Richard Comey last week? I didn't get a chance to see that one. I, I, um, I didn't even hear about that, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was a uh, – Decent bout. It's nothing. Uh, nothing really uh, 
outstanding from a, any, any different points, but uh, he just outpointed him six out of ten rounds. So uh, it was a ten-round stop. Uh-huh. You know what? Here's the thing, right? Like, Jose Ramirez is in his prime. He's been a champion at 140. He's fought for another belt at 140. came up just short. Um, so he's one of the top, you know, three guys, three or four guys at 140 easily. Um, and Comey, his best weight was at 130, 135. He's coming up in weight. He was a guy who, you know, was a – you know, kind of a, a power puncher, rugged, limited kind of guy who won a title two weight classes down. So, I mean, Josh Ramirez was just going to be too big, too active, and Comey was just a little too small and too long in the tooth. And so it, it, it went according to script. Okay. Hey, uh, Todd, what do you think about uh, the Haney Lomachenko fight coming up on the uh, 20th of May? Hi. Oh, you asked me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the fight that 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 I that we talked about. Uh, you know, because it had been in the works for quite some time. I, you know, I told you guys that it was going to get over the finish line just because both guys are with top rank. Both guys want the fight, even though they had their little issues. Ah, uh, you know, at this point, I think you got to favor Devin Haney. He's going to go in as the favorite. Um, he's the bigger, younger, fresher athlete. And that means something across all sports, you know, the bigger, fresher, younger athlete against a smaller, older veteran. Now, with that said, Devin Haney's not the biggest puncher. He's well-schooled, very fundamentally sound, has, you know, he's rangy, throws a good jab, has good feet. Uh, you know, he's gifted uh, technically. Uh, Lomachenko's a master. Um, and so what we're hoping, what we're looking to see is if the master has one more great performance in him. Because it's going to take a very great performance uh, for Lomachenko to beat Devin Haney. None of his performances since probably maybe the Jorge Linares fight are going to be good enough for him to get past Devin Haney. So um, if he has one last great performance in him, he absolutely can do it. But right at this point in time, I would say uh, Vegas odds would say now they're going to lean towards Haney, and I, I think right now I would too. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Tony? Uh, I don't even really have an answer to that. One thing, let me tell you what Maybe you're not going to see. Maybe you would. You're, you're not going to see a knockout. So this one's going 12 rounds. And mm-hmm. – it's going to be, be the best man win on points in 12 rounds because neither one of those two are going to knock each other out. So that being said, I agree completely with Ty on Vegas odds and probably everybody's going to lean towards Haney. I'm going to go with the underdog on that one. Think I'm going to see if Lomachenko can put one more off. And it'll, all, it'll be a point. So he's quick and he can move. He can still do it that night. He'll do it on points. Okay, you know, you just mentioned something that's uh, is a bug in my in my crawl here. It's a Vegas. For many, many, many years, the NFL fought to keep gambling out of the league. Then they turn around this year, and to make money, the NFL has sold the TV rights to all the minor league teams 
to, and baseball has done the same thing, to the uh, sports betting in, in Vegas. I think, that's a, I think that's a terrible thing to do. Uh, we do have a, have a contributor to one of our programs who is an official in one of the teams. I can't say who or what, but he made a call. And within, when the game was over and the, the favorite team lost, he got a call from Vegas. And it actually it was not from from uh, anybody having to do with uh, the uh, company that owns it, but it was an individual who um, had some OC uh, connections, and they actually threatened his life to a point where the league actually had the FBI follow up on it, and then they gave, gave him a, a personal bodyguard for uh, almost three weeks so they could get it straightened out and get the guy arrested. But uh, uh, wow. I, I, really don't, I don't think it. Uh, I don't think Vegas has any reason <clears throat> to be in these things, but they certainly have. They're controlling almost everything. Wow! About the almighty dollar. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Bob. Uh, Macy uh, uh, Barber last week beat up pretty well on uh, Andrea Lee. Do you have anything on that? Um, that was a good fight, and, and she did exactly that. I don't need to really expand on a whole lot if you can watch that. Um, but Barbara did pretty good. Great. Kind of got grease on my fingers right now, so I can't touch my computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> what kind of grease? Don't beat my ass when you meet me, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Bob, what do you think about uh, Justin Gagey uh, uh, bloodying up uh, uh, Raphael? Uh, was it Pazaner? Uh, flipping awesome. You know, you know. everyone knows I'm a fan of Gagey, uh, out of Colorado boy. Um, I even messed up and, and congratulated my buddy Oscar Martinez, who's only uh, – he doesn't he doesn't even train Gagey. He only trains Dover. But anyway, he's like, Bob, I don't train Gagey. I'm like, oh, my bad. I'm, I'm drinking again. Uh, so – Gagey, you know, one of my faves came out. Gagey's always ready to fight. He'll fight anybody. He's not the best, but man, I love his style, man. He'll, again, like a fighter's fighter. He'll go in there last minute notice. He goes in to scrap. He goes in there just to bang. You know, he likes to stop fights with his face like I do, um, you know, and, but he'll, he'll bleed. And he went in there and just dotted up his opponent. So that was phenomenal. Um, there's even talk of a potential uh, uh, rematch with Poirier. So, um, but yeah, he did the 286 co-main three rounds, 29 to 28, unanimous decision, uh, got the win in the end. So, uh, way to go, Gagey. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tony, what do you think of uh, Dimitri Bible versus uh, Jaime Mongoya, uh, June 1st? It's going to be a good fight. Uh, Jaime, Jaime's not a bad fighter. And, you know, a couple of years back when I used to follow him a little bit more than I do now, he, uh, I was thinking he was definitely one that was going to be up and coming big time. But fighting Bivol, he's not, I don't think he'll beat Bivol. 
It'll be a good fight, but I don't think he'll beat the Volodol. Okay. Bye. Well, like I said last week, Jaime would get absolutely pummeled. Um, he fought originally at 154. He's fighting at 160 to move up two weight classes to fight Bivol, a guy he wouldn't beat if he were the same size. He's going to get pummeled. Last I read, though, was that they were not thinking about Bivol and retarding Triple G. I suggest they do that. I don't think he wins that fight, but it's much more doable since they're same in the same weight class. Um, I, I know that Bivol was actually entertaining a Mungia fight, but uh, I would hope his handlers, with Mungia's handlers that being, would steer him away from a guy who's always been 175, three weight classes above Jaime Mungia's starting weight, two weight classes above where he's at now. And Jaime Mungia is kind of a face-first fighter. Um, so there's absolutely no reason why that fight should be made because both fighters have plenty of opportunities at their own weight classes. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, again, last I read, um, because I did read that, you know, they were seriously talking about Munguia Bivol, but last I read was that Munguia's promoter said they're, you know, they're eschewing Bivol and they're focusing all their efforts on Gennady Golovkin. So we'll see what happens. But if he fights, if he fights, uh, you thought Canelo got beat. My God, man. Munguia would get pummeled. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bob, um, uh, one of the fights that uh, kind of sticks out is uh, – I lost the train of thought here. Uh, it's all about uh, – oh, yeah, right. Tom Satchimaya. Tom Satchimaya. Yeah. Uh, hints that he's coming back. What's your thoughts? Well, he's hinting that he's going to move up to 185. He can't find anybody right. at his weight class to 160. So right. um, that, that's the whole thing with Hazmat. So, he, you know, since the spider did that, I, and I think, uh, Ty, correct me if I'm wrong, because you, you're good at that. Um, the the uh, yeah. I think spider was the first one that went double divisions, different weight classes. Um and, and, and was kind of like the original goat, you know. And then um, now that's the thing to do. Like Jones is trying to do it now, and he's yeah. well. Um, everyone else is all about you know changing weight classes and not only dominating the one you're at, but then moving up or moving down depending on and going to get another one. So oh, yeah, uh, yep. yeah, Hazmat's working on his way because he can't find any opponents at his current 160. Well, well, so he's talking about. Him. His last fight, he'd be overweight by eight freaking pounds. Right. Well, that's the thing. I don't think he's going to have a choice because he's training so yeah. hard. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I've got this division. Now I'll go after 185. No, just like Jones, every the, the worst part about fighting is cutting weight. I, I can do any other. I would rather let everybody on this show sock me in the face than lose 10 pounds. <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, I freaking hate it. Like and that, people are like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're 48, you're a little heavy. I'm like, yeah, but for 30 years I ate the same thing three, four oh. times a day. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I was, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. Just let me be a coach. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I want to enjoy life and have some beers and some greasy 
crow. Thanks, Tony. You know what I mean? So <laughs> just, just, just lighten up. Let me die the way I want. Shit. Couple in and out burgers. <laughs> hey, Ty, WBA is giving uh, uh, Fury and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, mm. Oh, Christ. I can't think of it. Until uh, tomorrow, today, to sign their fight. Uh, oh, that's right. Vasilya uh, Lomachenko. Um, they gave until April 1st, which is today, to, to make their, their, their uh, sign a contract where they're not going to let them do it this year. What's your thoughts? Will it happen? Will it happen? Vasily Lomachenko, we just talked about him fighting Devin Haney, so I'm not quite sure what you're referencing. Uh, maybe I got the wrong. Uh, that's a, a, a Fury fight that he was supposed to have. Oh, you mean Alexander Usyk and Fury? Usyk, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Oh yeah, yeah no, that's dead in the water. That is dead in the water. Fury, uh, again, Usyk accepted thirty percent, um, which is unheard of, seriously, for you know a guy with three belts. But you know, he, he and then Fury made more demands and. You know, then, you know, one of the rumors is that Fury hasn't even been training. So that fight is dead in the water. Uh, you know, both guys are moving on, and maybe they'll revisit it towards the end of the year if both guys fight and win. But uh, as of right now, it's dead in the water. And so Usyk with three belts is going to have to uh, defend one of his mandatories, and he said that's what he's going to focus on. Um, I don't think he's mm-hmm. looking to get stripped in uh, trying to wait out Tyson Fury. So I, I think, you know, they said that fight's dead and he's going to take care of his mandatory. I believe that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I guess the uh, another one I want to ask you, uh, Bob, is uh, uh, Jake Hadley, take TKO over uh, Malcolm Gordon uh, last two weeks ago. Uh, which one? Hadley over Gordon. I, have, I don't have. I got. I got Dusko uh, chokes out Kristen Leroy or Duncan that uh, at UFC 286. I don't have the Hadley no. one. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was on the. It was on the first page I sent you. Okay. Ah. Anyway, it, uh, it the, the, the whole fight lasted uh, one point one minute. Uh, of the first round, and uh, Hadley just took him down uh, with a uh, flying kick, and uh, oh. he never got up. So I don't think he got up the next morning. <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah, it was a uh, it was a it was a decent fight. It was, I mean, it, you know, it could have been, but uh, didn't last long. Uh, well, that's what I love yeah, about it's like you know the difference when I have a lot of people that I'm you know when I'm teaching classes on Mondays and Wednesdays and they come in from boxing. Uh, Ty, what do you call it when you guys, you know, duck and weave, like, uh, and your head goes down, you kind of fold at the waist. Is that a weave or is that a slip? I mean, what do you call them that? Because, like, when, I, when I'm teaching, I tell everyone, like, look, we can't bend our heads forward uh, and duck the way boxers do because we have uh, knees and elbows to worry about So um, and kicks. So that's another thing. So when we, we bob and weave, you know, our hips go down, but our torso never bends. 
because I, I don't want to put my, my chin forward to eat one of those. And, and that's what I love about uh, MMA is because you can be the best. Take Usman, take Spiders, take, take anybody. There is one guy that's got one move that you don't have, and he might hit you with it. You know what I mean? You can't be as all around as, like, say, you know, other sports. I mean, there's there's so many different aspects to our sport that that I love. So it's like dangerous chess, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, you, you get hurt. Okay. And the uh, the last one I've got uh, is uh, Jose Zapata uh, versus Navy Cote. Uh, and that was uh, last week. You know anything about that, uh, Tony? I don't. I didn't pay attention to that one, to be honest with you. I know I like Zapata, but I just didn't keep up with that one. Okay. As I was keeping, I was keeping up with the Jake Paul fight coming up. You know what? I like oh, Zapata yeah, very too. And, and I, I like Tony, man. I'm a big Jose Zapata fan. Um, it, it, you know what? It was a very quiet comeback, nondescript comeback fight for him, and quiet in the fact that it happened, but it, you know, it wasn't a big fight. It wasn't on a big undercard. Uh, it wasn't like you know on a big card. It wasn't anything like that. Um, it was just a quiet rebuild fight for him. His last fight, he lost a spirited. He got stopped in a spirited fight against uh, Regis Progress. For, for a vacant title. And so he was coming back from an 11th round stoppage. And, you know, he put in a workman like performance, as Jose Zapata does. And, you know, I wish him the best, man. I, you know, just like Tony, man, I really like Zapata. Um, yeah. I didn't think he would beat Progre. I thought it'd be a good fight. Uh, and it was. And, you know, hopefully he can come back and fight at that level again. Good. Well, guys, that brings you to the end of my trip here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for, for being on tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be off next week because it's Holy Week. Uh, we want to wish everybody a very happy New happy Easter and uh, hope that everybody has a healthy and happy Easter. And please, if you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. That's a special request from all of us here. Uh, Tony, you want to lead us out? Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, this upcoming Jake Paul fight, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have heard about the fight Sylvester Stallone in a boxing ring. You hear about that? <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. Yeah, the winner's fighting Ric Flair in a cage match. Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's Day, boys. I'm going to fight him. Nah, it would be a good one. I'd like to see old Sylvester get there with him, but. I think I would love to see Sylvester and Ric Flair in a cage match. I, that's what oh. I go for. That's money right there. That's money. I'd be all over that one. But anyway, yes, another great show. Thank you guys for not uh, beating me down too bad with the comments. And I can't <laughs> wait to talk to Z next week or two weeks from now. I won't forget. But <laughs> it was uh, it was good last week. It was very good. So hopefully we got more coming. I know 22nd of April. I've got that day and the following day off for the big fight with Tank Davis. So, oh but, yeah, uh, you guys, you guys have a wonderful two weeks off and or week off, and we'll see you soon. Okay, Bob. Uh, yeah, another great show. <clears throat> Missing uh, Zito and Caden. 
you know, I, I'm glad Ty came on to help me and correct me. I, I'm kind of leaning on Caden now. You know, between Caden and Ty, you keep me on, on, on point. I, you know, I chalk up all the uh, – uh, the concussions in there, so I can't remember everything. But um, and Zito, um, glad everyone. You know, uh, at least us four got to be on the show. Great week, had a great time talking. Everyone, God bless. Sorry about the mix up with the UFC. Next week, uh, when we're off, is the big Pura versus uh, Israel Asanya. So um, happy Resurrection Sunday to everybody out there, podcast fans. Uh, God bless. Keep those uh, eyes up, chins down. Bob may not remember, but he has forgotten more than many of us will ever know. And we thank him for that. (laughs) Great being on with you guys. Definitely miss Caden and Zito. Tony, Butch, Bob, always a pleasure. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone, please enjoy these next couple weeks. Be safe. Be well. Okay, thank you. Again, thank you for everybody being on, and we really appreciate it. And we want to thank all our listeners, like we do every week. Ladies and gentlemen, you've probably brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of Police and Fire Services, the doctors and nurses and the first responders during COVID, especially those people to clean up afterwards, because they are so, so necessary. They put themselves in line of, of really bad times at times. Uh, <clears throat> we also uh, dedicate these programs to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcat, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yaslin, Sergeant Thomas Fager, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henley, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant Charles LeVate, Pittsburgh County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman and Officer Chris from Lakeland PD. Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police. Deputy Josh Meyer, <coughs> Tampa County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogan, Wilmington Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike, Gott, Mike Hardgrove, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chris Meyer, Polk County Sheriff's Department. And Sergeant Christopher Fitzgerald, Philadelphia Sheriff's Department and Temple University Police Department. My brothers and sisters, we'll know you may be 10-7 at this point in time, but sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord until that time. And the roads rise up to meet you, and the winds will at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hand. Thank you. Good night. Have a happy, happy Easter, and God bless. Shemalek ma yelama, Shemahezah yelama, Sona shenevoratfet, Akuigaget ma yelama. Yeah.
Good night, Bob. We love you and we miss you.